Something Came From Baltimore. I am your host, Tom Yauk. Something Came From Baltimore is a jazz, blues, and R&B podcast and a radio show, and it's not really about Baltimore. In fact, Something Came From Baltimore is traveling via Zoom to speak to the jazz pianist, educator, and shaman from South Africa, Denuzo Makatani. In this interview, we will chat about his new recording in the spirit of Into, which was released on May 27th. 2022 on the Blue Note record label. One of the greatest joys that I have about doing this podcast and show is talking to musicians and sharing thoughts and ideas, especially Denuzo Makatani. In uh, 2020, we sat down for an hour plus interview and we deep dive into his current recording at the time, Modes of Communication. In that interview, we talked about souls and soul restoration and I am placing that link of that interview in the show notes for you to review. The feedback from the previous interview was extremely positive, and I expect the same from this interview. Denuzo Makatani really breaks down the conceptual elements of In the Spirit of Into, and you will come away with a deeper understanding of the music intent. It's going to be fun. Before we get into the interview, remember that Something Came From Baltimore is not in algorithms. I don't know why. That means you found this podcast by luck or someone sent it in your direction. Please forward this podcast to five people who love music just as much as you do because we want you all to be a part of that Be More Music scene. Makatani, welcome to Something Came From Baltimore. Thank you so much, man. Great, great to be here. The new album obviously just came out on May 27, 2022 on the Blue Note Records. It's the spirit of N2. The last time we talked was on your previous album, Modes of Communication, Letters from the Underworld. We really, really went in deep, and I would totally recommend our listeners to check out our last interview. It was a lot of fun. Man, that, that was really beautiful, and and of course, you know, there is a, a relationship with, you know, between all of these works. So, 
yeah, you know, I, I think some of the the ideas we discussed the last time have kind of like evolved to other places and some some ideas are kind of like a stretch backward a little bit. So so yeah, there's a relationship. The last album, Modes of Communication, so you got letters from the underworld where you were listening to the the spiritual world that is from the ground, the spirit of and two is more or less about the ancestryship of the people in your country uh, yeah. before, before uh, colonialism. Yeah, this is, um, you know, uh, the Bantu people expand throughout the continent, actually. And of course, I'm kind of like grappling with the specifics of the two relationships in the context of the Banguni people in South Africa but it's a it's a kind of shared concept it's a shared cosmology of do that really functions within a realm of uh, spirit essence so that's that's what do is it's 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 a um a realization that everything in in african cosmology is a manifestation of of spirit and and so that spirit continues to live inside of of all things and it's been spelled out by various authors in, in kind of four paradigms, which is Mundu, Kindu, Handu, and Gandu. And all of these represent notions of time and space. It represents environment and relationships with environment. It also represents divinities, uh, spirit beings, and, and how that network functions, but also it represents aesthetic. So it's a way of kind of consolidating all of the themes I've been talking about into like a kind of singular body that brings this notion of wholeness and, and how does then sound look like when it's projected from that type of situatedness. The project was conceived at a difficult time in South Africa. Are you talking about the current time? Or are you talking about the, the time of colonialism, like pre-colonialism? Well, you know, it's, it's kind of both. both it's, talking yeah. about, <laughs> it's kind of uh, talking about the current time and, and, and the things that keep reminding us of those colonial moments. It's talking about how in this moment of a pandemic, a, a system is exposed. Uh, the cracks are exposed in a system and you realize that this particular system isn't designed for a particular group of people. And, and by extension, these groups of people, Black people in South Africa, are expressing a kind of tiredness because of this difficult relationship with, with the system that governs them. And of course, you know, then the expressions of fire, the burning fires in South Africa, the riots. And this is a theme that was there again during uh, apartheid South Africa, where people would get tired and they would protest and would start burning fires. So it's kind of like a questioning with regards to our time in South Africa, if it's really... Um, a notion of time that is progressive or a notion of time that kind of like while progressing, but invokes very intense and, and, and difficult moment in, 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 our, in our country. And thus these expressions are a way of enunciating from this difficult positionality. 
yeah, I, I agree. The cracks in the system were were totally evident through our pandemic and the you know the current you know crisis in in, in our financial world and our ability to not look at the earth as you know a living breathing thing and still abuse it and the ability that we're we're having a tough time just interacting with people emotionally connecting and, and yeah. empathy seems to be completely stripped from <laughs> our our vocabulary at this time of course man and and do really brings in that notion of like what does it mean to care Nonetheless, what does it mean to to be a, a bit more sensitive? How does our heightened sense of consciousness brings a a, a a register of kindness? You know, so it's it's really like how all of these things build into one another. I, I've been reading about colonialism and slavery within South Africa. Slavery yeah. basically started in 1653 and it lasted until 1834, and then. The British took over really when you were completely, you know, annihilated yeah. and took over in the early 1800s. It's a lot. If you think about it, you're looking all the way, you're at uh, 1650 all the way up until like 1980, where uh, this is going on. You know, multiple lands to, to the problem. And of course, m music gives us another ability to, to see. It, it's this heightened sense. And uh, throughout all of these years that you're speaking about, there has been a huge posture of refusal simultaneously. So, so while all of this was going on, there were things that refused the erasure. There were things that refused to collapse into abstract universals, which is, of course, an abstract idea that the global north has always imposed onto the global south. And, um, you know, some authors like Mazisignen um, have spoken about the fact that, you know, although this seems like a, a long period, but there are thousands and thousands of years of really intact cosmological relationships uh, between peoples and the continent. So, for instance, if you look at Christianity, you realize that as it was implemented, there were churches that became refusing bodies, like um, they were called the separatist churches, like the Shamba Church, the Zionist Church, where I come from, that, you know, kind of practice indigenous belief systems and ancestral veneration inside of the church. Um, that's one manifestation, but there, there were people that also stayed in the rural areas and kept the practices intact. There are proverbs where we can reference some of these ideologies and thinking. There are songs. So, so even though there is a lot that is lost, but there's quite a big percentage of it that exists and have, has refused. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, that's really the power of the spirit of Ndu because it tries to enunciate from the very refusal what becomes indigenous, what counts as indigenous, you know, and the possibility to look through those lands to understand our positionality in the world. So it's, I don't want to call it a decolonial dance or a decolonial position, but it decolonizes anyway, it decodes. Hmm. You always have to wonder what if your culture be like if none of that happened, if you were able to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. We love it. 
Okay, so there, there's there's so many things. Okay, you have symbols. I, you're very much into symbols. I re, I remember you talking about that. You you wrote like a foreword to the whole album along with a lot of symbols. They're primitive and and some part, but they're also repetitive. Where are those symbols coming? From? So the the symbols uh, are really uh. A, a, a mix of ancient Kemet, which is a greater part of the origin of, of our African people. And um, I look at symbols as kind of these codes, uh, these secret codes where we can still kind of like cite the meanings of, of what it is to, to be from the continent. So I use those symbols as like a body of literature together with the sounds, the sonic and some of what I write, like what I write in liner notes and, and interviews as kind of like um, signposts to point to larger, much larger conversations that people could start having about, with regards to memory. So that's my standpoint in, in symbols. It's, it's like a kind of text and literature that I keep citing because it opens up many portals of what could count as our indigenous knowledge systems. Just a couple more more things about this album. The spirit yeah. of Into is living in the paradigm of listening to things that emerge from the ground. And then the philosophy of Ubuntu, I am because you are. It's a deep invocation of collectiveness. The Ubu part is that part of becoming and then the do is the spirit essence. And that, you know, the relationship, even Mundu as a being, the, the Mu is the constant becoming, and the do is the spirit essence. And that's what really immortalizes being. So when we say, I am because you are, it's because within the embodiment of spirit, we are all one. And so Ubu is a constant tuning into the communal essence of being. So there is a deep relationship, but Ndu is the core foundation of Ubuntu. The album. Let's get into it. I could talk to you for days. This is my... I other... know, man. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're enjoying the interview with Denuzo Makatani. Stay tuned. We are getting into the samples of the songs. And remember that Something Came From Baltimore is a 30-minute show on DaBox.com. It's at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Thursdays, and that link is in the show notes. If you love the Beatles, and who doesn't, I have a sister podcast called The Beatles Come to America. It's a limited edition podcast. It's reviewing the U.S. albums that were released uh, during the Beatle time period. The links are in that link is in the show notes. Also, remember to subscribe and to share something came from Baltimore. Jazz is uh, always threatened, and it's really important that. If you are passionate about jazz, is to pass it on and share great interviews like the one we're listening to right now with the news of Makatani. Let's get back to the interview. The album just came out. I was able to get a, an advanced copy. I was very excited, and I said, it hits me hard to a point where, in a commercial sense, not as a slick production. It just means that it is is completely well thought out. One of my questions is, it doesn't seem like there would be a lot of improvisation on this because everything feels so connected. I think of improvisation in a different way. I think of improvisation as um, as embellishment. And by embellishment, I'm, 
I'm assuming a deep connection and a deep commitment with the theme, the thematic materials of songs, such that those thematic materials give birth to what could count as improvisation. So in other words, the, the moment of improvisation is the moment of the breaking into the newness, the unknown. There is a, a very smooth kind of moving to improvisation that it almost sounds like we, there are layers of new compositional materials that keep evolving as opposed to a moment when improvisation uh, starts or begins. So, so that is that is really what holds this album together. That I was very deliberate about those aspects, and and I communicated them intensely to to the ensemble. Plus, I've seen you live, and you know that's a free for all. That's where the improvisation comes in. In in the studio as well, except in the studio, it's a it's a different kind of engagement in the packaging. You know, because you're packaging an album, you you are thinking in, in a different way, you know. So and 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 when I'm playing live, there's no um thinking about how long the song should be. There's just like, you know, it's it's open in that sense. But in the album, you like packaging very uh deliberately thought materials, you're packaging, you're packaging ideas in a much more concise way, if I may put it that way. Riha Montambo yeah. is a, a reimagining of, of a, a song from 2018. You were looking at the keys, the piano keys, Sangam Bones, tra traditional African healing. When I saw the video, like you purposely didn't touch the keys. The keys kind of floated and did their own thing. Sangam Bones can be used for wishes. They are ground herbs and animal bones and goat and cow hair so it's is this a shamanism yeah it, it is shamanism it's it's um this is my own uh, well i wouldn't say invention but it's my own transposition in dealing with modernity and dealing with western classical instruments but trying to uh, locate a kind of um, deep relationship that anchors into my practice of ubungom so it is shamanism more and more going toward the, the idea of, of playing the piano as divination, you know, as, as a kind of the throwing of the bones mm -hmm. in a sense that it's a use of uh, materials and objects to reveal a meaning that exists elsewhere. So it's kind of like bringing this connectedness with elsewhere, accepting that there is a world that exists that is invisible, but that we are a part of. And, and, and in those moments of playing, I propose the notion of making music, music as a form of ritual. A shaman is you because they are, like a, they are identified really young. and You were identified really young. Of course. Yeah, I have, course. having, having a spiritual abilities. You're, you have the ability to heal souls, to, to change powers of energy from people. Yeah. Definitely, and, that's and, the gift of Ubungoma. And that's your, uh, if, it's, if it's not your personal presence, it's your music that is able to do that. Of course. Reassemble me, put my bones in. 
a shaman make, can make up to $54,000 a year in American money. That's pretty good. Like, I don't know, is there a business in shamanism or is it just a, a spiritual connection? Because Well, man, it goes wrong once it, it, it collapses into the realm of business, or yeah. those, those kinds of transactions. You know, that has happened in every society when, you know, spirituality is misinterpreted and it, it, it falls into these very dangerous zones of, of commercialism. Uh, it, it does happen. But, you know, for me, I, I want to maintain the, the relationship. Spirituality is pure until it is touched by man, because man is corrupt. Internal desires are, are not yeah. pure. And, and, you know, the, the spiritual is, is our only place for going back in tune because you know all of these things is i i regard them as an out of tuneness so you know at least we have to keep those sacred so that you know they assist us to connect again with do and, and and our spirit essence so if we start commercializing that man there isn't much hope the, the second song we want to talk about is the very first song on the album Inukuyama. yeah, yeah. like a it's like a freight train and it's an example of ritualism just by the the piano run, I'm assuming, or the or the percussion that goes along with it, it's a great song to start off this album. In my opinion, yeah, you have a great solo about four minutes into it, uh, and I'd say this is a great tribute to Abdullah Ibrahim. have uh, spoken about those connections man you know i'm i'm thankful for that because like that's my my sonic library mm -hmm. and um and i i've been using this concept of sonic citations as like you know we don't only cite people when they speak or when they write but there's a, a sense in which we need to make visible how we cite sounds you know so i'm thankful for that connection man definitely there and the song itself you know is really about this hum that happens beneath the earth this vibration that shoots up so the idea of an ancestor is some as someone that emerges from the ground going up you know you know it's it's you know i, I had to start the album with that song the uh, next song we want to talk about is sensei yeah. Mia. okay yeah. and you're addressing the i guess we would call it the me too movement here uh, one out of four women are raped in South Africa. Man, it's it's just, you know, the, the whole, like, you know, uh, brutalization of of uh, a feminine energy is, um, is, is a global problem. The issues of masculinity and how they almost qualify themselves via the reduction of Fem, like a feminine energy you know this is this is uh, it's got a long history in the universe um uh, so so you know i i you know i i was feeling quite sad when i 
had uh, a lot of, you know, women, our sisters, and uh, starting to invoke this, um, you know, what, what counted as a slogan during apartheid, which is Senzeni now, which is, of course, it's a diff this is not the same song, but I picked on the, I picked on the theme, the thematic materials and, and went deep into etymology and figured that the, if you remove the question, the, the word means senze, which means recreate, nina, mother. So it's, it's going back to essence. It's like something of deep essence has been broken uh, in men around the world and, and men just have to kind of go back to the mother's womb and be recreated to because we, we're causing too much harm. So that's what the song is about. listened to the album I picked up four songs but now that I've listened to the album for say two weeks Mama is number one in Spotify and it's a great reason it's fantastic the other one is Ama the Tongo it yeah. has a great Miles Davis inspired trumpet in there that those two songs weren't in my list of ones I want to talk about but go ahead if you want to say sure. something. so so Mama is very much linked to Senzeni now about this like restoration and, and this is the only song that I did not compose in the album. It was composed by Omar Gugu, who is a really great singer. And as you know, by now, uh, she's collaborating with me on almost every album. Uh, we met with her when we were studying music and of course got married, uh, had kids and, 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 you know, but music has always been central in our connection. But then we lost, uh, her mother last year and she had written this song before but you know my mother-in-law didn't hear the song and she passed on and during the funeral we were like you have to play you have to sing this song but she was overwhelmed by emotions and could not and so I asked her if she wanted to do it on the album and man needless to say people have resonated deeply with the song all around the world even beyond the fact that it's it's in Isizulu, which is, you know, a, a South African language, but people, man, everywhere in Japan, everywhere have fallen in love with this song. Mama. Mama. 
And um, the other one, Amatongo, uh, really speaks closely to Amatambo, which is Re Amatambo. It's about this idea of the star gods and, and how we, we really get some of the d- biggest, deepest interventions in the world via the spirit realm. And it's a kind of like, it's an argument. So when I say Vumani, Vumani, Siavuma, it means we are in agreement with a totality of being, which includes spirit and, and the physical. And, and of course, man, I didn't think about Miles Davis, but now that you're bringing it up, you know, it, there's a connection there, mm-hmm. maybe with sketches, sketches of, uh, what is it called? Sketches, sketches of Spain. Spain. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I hear it now. I hear it now. Well, we're going to skip all these other questions that we had. It doesn't matter. I just, am selfish, I really enjoy talking to you. You're one of my favorite people to talk to. Your albums. Oh, man. Likewise, bro. <laughs> you know, I, I'm always excited because I know you allow the interview to really travel to very fascinating places of why I'm doing what I'm doing, you know. so that If you ever want to set up another one, I'll go in. We'll just... We'll dig in again. It is uh, in the spirit of Into. It's on Blue Note Records, May 27, 2022. You will fall in love with it, audience. Uh, totally recommend it. I expect that it'll be on the, the jazz top 10 list. Guaranteed. Oh, man. <laughs> Blessings, brother. <laughs> Unveil the way that you release you know, one track. You have to do that with Spotify. Or you have to like release one track. after. It was just building up momentum. Where people- oh, man really excited to see what was going on and then you released mama and it just blew up <laughs> it did man i i remember mama just like it, it went man i couldn't believe i mean like if i look at spotify now man it's the numbers are so have grown so high man i'm, I'm you know i can only be thankful man you know yeah yeah you're, you're speaking to people and they're, they're really appreciating what you're doing and of course it's, it's also the work that you are doing about like spreading the gospel and and I think people are falling in love with these really long, insightful interviews that go deep into the concepts. Thank you, man, for always like being there for for that paradigm. It's it's important parallel to how to the music. You know? Definitely. All right, yeah. you have a great day. Thanks. Thanks for talking. Blessings, to you. my brother. Take care, right. man. I can't wait. For mama, mama, mama. I hope you enjoyed the interview with Danuzo Makatani. The show is over. Have a great day.